You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. Today, we are on episode 216, and our topic is homeowners insurance and toxic mold mitigation. So dealing with your insurance company is something that we deal with quite often. It's difficult to determine whether they're going to cover things, what they cover, how much they cover, how easy they are to work with. So it's something that it gets brought up quite often for me. You know, my my clients say, hey, does, you know, do you think my insurance company is going to cover this? And I always tell them the same thing. It's tough to know based on the information I have, you're going to have to call your insurance company. Because as easy as it would be for me, I would love to say, of course they're going to cover it. And if it's going to cost $40,000, they're going to cover it. That's not the case. Have we had insurance companies cover a mold mitigation project that's $40,000, $50,000? Absolutely. It's not something that is never going to happen, just to be clear with all of you. But there are times when there's a $15,000 mold mitigation project that we do and the insurance company covers $1,000. So it's something that gets asked quite often. Let's just address the simple question. And that is, does my typical insurance policy cover mold? And for the most part, they will tell you no. Uh, as soon as you mention the four-letter word mold, they typically are going to say, yeah, sorry, we don't cover any of that. And I'm not sure if it's just because the mold term, <laughs> the four-letter word, is so overly used and some people think that they have mold when they really don't. Some people have mold and they don't think it's a big problem. And so insurance companies, um, that term mold is very, uh, it's a very tricky I think, area for insurance companies. For the most part, you know, you want me to get down to the whole, well, what are they going to cover? So 
just to be clear with all of our listeners, every insurance agency is different. Um, all the underwriting's done differently. Your company, the agent, the adjuster, all of that can just vary obviously with every claim. And so the first thing you would have to do is obviously you call your insurance agent. Let's just say that you have a tub that's on a main level. It's a home over a basement. So I call them a rambler ranch over a basement. And on the main level, the water line that supplies the tub, it starts leaking and you haven't noticed it until finally downstairs in the basement, let's say it's a bedroom below that, that you're guest, your daughter, your son, whoever, the occupant of the home says, yeah, there's like this water stain up there on the ceiling. And it like once in a while, it kind of drips and I can hear it, but it doesn't happen all the time. And, you know, no water really leaks from the ceiling itself down to, to me or to the bed or to the dresser, or to the floor. But it's weird because you can see that, you know, it used to not be there, but there, there's definitely a water stain up there in it. You, know, you can hear it every once in a while and then you discover, oh crap, you know, that line up above it's the tub leaking. So you call someone like myself and I say, yeah, you know, we're, we need to get out there and figure out, you know, what damage has been caused. And we get out there and you proceed to tell me, yeah, you know, my my daughter that, that has a bedroom down there, she said that she's just started noticing it, but she doesn't know how long it's been there. And every once in a while, she kind of hears a drip noise, but she didn't think anything of it. She just thought that was normal for whoever was in the shower tub in that bathroom. And she finally just told us that, yeah, this is what it is. So we go down there, we look at it, we say, yeah, you've, you know, you've probably got a problem going on here. We get our infrared camera out and, you know, pretty much part of a mold inspection, or even when we do a bid, we do a full inspection. We should, we, we turn the water on on the tub and then we shut it off and we would be able to pick that up. A good inspector would be able to pick that up, especially if they're using a moisture detector or an infrared camera. And so anyhow, you know, we say, yeah, you know, here's what it is. You know, it's your home. What would you like us to do? We can cut a, a hole in the ceiling in the basement, in that bedroom. That way we can look up there, see what's going on. You know, we could maybe cut a hole on the backside of the wall adjacent to the tub and we can figure out what's going on. And then of course you as the client say, well, Steve, what do you, what's your suggestion? The first thing I'm going to tell you is call your insurance company. And then I'm going to walk you through the steps. And so for all you listeners, what I would say is, you know, give your insurance agent a call, tell them we have a problem that we just discovered and just kind of give them the story. Don't say that there's a mold problem. You don't know. Even I don't know as a mold professional. I can't go out there and say definitively it's a mold problem. We actually have to do testing and send it to a lab and a bunch of stuff that in my opinion is not necessary. But my point is, is once you start going into the it's a mold concern and all this other stuff, that's when they're going to probably start building walls and be like, oh, hold on here. When I say building walls, not literally, but put walls up like, oh, no, we're not going to cover that. I would tell you, just be careful of using the mold term and just ask them. Just say, hey, you know, we do know and we, we, we had it inspected or we had a plumber come out and we clearly know that it is a plumbing concern or a plumbing defect. What do you guys cover and how much do you cover? What your insurance agent's going to tell you is could be a hundred different things. I have no idea. But for the most part, they're going to say, okay, yeah, we're going to, we'll get an adjuster out. They're going to take some questions, intake questions. I don't know what they would call it, questionnaire. And they're going to ask you things. And, and one of the key things, and the reason that I'm going over this with you guys as listeners, is you do not 
ever ignore any moisture intrusion concerns. You know that whether we're talking about insurance or not. But if you do ignore it and you tell your insurance agent that this has been going on for months or a year, the first thing they're going to say is, sorry, you were negligent. You didn't do anything when you were aware of the problem. Make sure, I'm not telling you guys to not be honest. I'm just telling you to <laughs> not ignore problems uh, when you see them. And sometimes there's things like that. Your daughter or your son or son-in-law or whoever's living in that bedroom, it's not your fault. They're not the policy holder. It's not your fault if they never mentioned anything. And I would just be careful and make sure you don't get them involved with the insurance agent. It's only you. You know, you can only do what you can do and you can only do it when you are made aware of that concern. But my point is, is the insurance company is going to have to look at it from their perspective and say, well, as a homeowner, you chose to ignore this. If you wouldn't have ignored it, this would have been a minor leak. We would have got it fixed. Matter of fact, you probably wouldn't even make an insurance claim and we wouldn't be talking about this. But because you didn't do anything, now you have a mold concern. They're probably automatically going to say, sorry, sorry about your luck. Uh, we're not covering that. So make sure this has nothing to do with insurance. Make sure if you have any defects, you do not ignore them. So anyhow, your insurance agent's going to say, hey, yeah, we'll, we're going to send an adjuster out there. Make sure and I know it sounds crazy, but try to put your legal hat on. Do you have to be a lawyer? Do you have to have your lawyer present? No. But just make sure you're careful what you tell the adjuster or the insurance agent because everything you're giving them, they are obviously documenting that and they will try to do what they can to not cover that. That's how insurance companies make money. Uh, if they covered everything that was neglected by a homeowner, your insurance rates would be probably through the roof. And yeah, we're not going to get into that. So when they send that adjuster out, you know, the adjuster, I, I'm not an adjuster. I've seen them do their jobs, but they usually are going to come out. They're going to do an assessment. They're probably there for half hour, 45 minutes. They take measurements. They go back to the insurance company and they say, okay, it's X amount of square footage that has been affected. It's a ceiling in a bedroom below. It's the subfloor on the main level that it has affected. It's going to be sheetrock in the areas adjacent to that tub. Maybe the carpet in the basement, if it had dripped to the carpet. The carpet and pads may be a concern. They're going to gather their information. They're going to go off of what the insurance company more or less tells them to do. And I guess my point behind all that is they're, they're probably going to give you the least amount of things that need to be replaced. You know, once again, they're an insurance company, so they've got to look out for their best interest. And my point is, is they will probably tell you something a lot different than I would tell you. And that doesn't mean that they're right and I'm wrong. I'm just not an insurance adjuster. So my job's not on the line as to if I tell the insurance company they have to uh, cover a bunch of defects that were contributed by a burst or leaking water line. So keep that in mind. Your agent's going to tell you one thing. The adjuster's going to come out and tell you another. They're going to be very clear with you and they're going to say, hey, your deductible is X amount. Uh, once again, I'm not your policyholder. I'm not your agent. So I don't know, you know what those are. Sometimes, you know, it's a thousand dollar deductible. Sometimes it's 2,500. Sometimes it's not even worth it for you to try to make an insurance claim. But I want to go back and talk about something that I didn't really address. And that is typical insurance companies, if they cover mold, if you do not have uh, flood insurance, they typically do have a coverage in there for like $10,000, which, you know, that's great if it's something minor. But on the other hand, $10,000 does not go very far. And when I say that, I'm saying that just to mitigate the mold. 
we don't do, we have done it, but we don't typically rehab. That's what I call it, rehab the property. Meaning we come in, we get rid of the mold, the mold concerns. We do everything to prevent mold in the future, but we don't put the insulation back in. We don't put sheetrock, flooring, any of that. We, we don't do any of that. It's just mitigation. And my point is, is $10,000 doesn't go very far, even just for the mitigation side, let alone rehabbing it and putting everything back together. So just for our listeners, if you don't have flood insurance, if they do cover mold, it's probably not a whole lot. Now, flood insurance, that's something else. We've done podcast episodes about that. Flood insurance, typically the difference between what they would cover for a normal homeowner's policy without flood insurance is it typically is covered if the scenario we just talked about, a dripping water line, a defective plumbing line, if it is the mold is because of that and the the water damage is because of that. Typically, and I use the word typically because once again, I can't speak for your insurance company. Typically, they'll cover that. Now, if your basement flooded because like we had this year, really wet winter, really wet spring, because your grading and drainage isn't sufficient, or let's say the water table was just, you know, really high this year and the water literally came up from underneath your slab the insurance company's typically not going to cover that. That's that's flood insurance. And that's where a lot of my clients, where we kind of get into a back and forth. I'm very clear if you're my client, like you always call your insurance company and you always try to get them to pay. But on the other hand, if it was moisture intrusion because of defective grading or your sprinklers or something like that, typically they won't cover it. Now, that's where it's, it, from, from my perspective, it's pretty cut and dry. If it's a defective plumbing line, whether it's a drain line or supply line, a water heater, and you address it as soon as you, you know there's a defect, they will typically cover that. If it's a flood, they typically won't unless you have flood insurance. So keep that in mind. And like I said, I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs with flood insurance. We've done podcasts about that. At the end of the day, insurance companies are very tricky. So to answer all of your questions for you listeners, like, so did Steve really give me an answer? No, he said likely, or he said he's not sure. I just wanted to prepare all of you as to how insurance companies deal with mold concerns. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing that that I want you to take out of this is you need to do inspections of your property. You need to notify all the occupants of your property, like whoever was in that bedroom down there. Hey, when you see a water stain, it means there's something wrong. You need to let us know. Prevention's obviously key, but there are things you can't prevent. But as long as you address it, as soon as you're made aware of it, that's good. But on the other hand, when it comes to mold, it is a four-letter word to insurance companies. It's a four-letter word to a lot of people. They will automatically say, nope, we don't cover mold. And for a lot of my customers or my clients, they call me and they say, yeah, my insurance said they will not cover mold. Well, if it was from a defect that, that we just talked about and you addressed it, as soon as you were made aware of it, a lot of times we can go back to the insurance company and we can say, hey, this wasn't neglect. This wasn't from a flood will you cover it? And a lot of times they'll come back around and say, Hey, you know, and it, it's, it's to me, it's similar to your health insurance. Sometimes you got to fight with them a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's well worth it. So keep that in mind that, you know, your insurance company, they're going to take that four letter word mold and they're going to say no, but that doesn't mean they never will, will cover any mold. Anyhow, I know I kind of went through all of that v- quite quickly. Um, but I just want all of you to know that insurance companies, you, if you work with them and 
you know, you get a good relationship with them. A lot of times they're not that hard to work with. On the other hand, if they just say, no, we don't cover mold, don't give up on that. Get a professional involved and see, you know, what they can do. Because there, like I said, there are a lot of times where I can get involved. I can speak to the adjuster. I can give my two bits and I can write a letter. There's things that I can do, submit my pictures, my measurements. And at the end of the day, a lot of times they'll cover it. Don't give up on your insurance company. So what's our call to action? I said it probably 10 times already. Never ignore a minor moisture problem because that minor problem, which is a drip, drip, drip that could be addressed and fixed for less than $500 could quickly and easily turn into a $15,000 mold remediation job. And then you have to put sheetrock back up. You can't be in your house for mitigation. It could be a whole slew of things. You got to be in a hotel. If you're personal belongings have mold. It's just, it's something we don't want to run into. So just don't ignore it. It's, it's easy for me to say because I do this for a living, but don't let a minor mold problem or minor moisture leak turn into a major mold problem. If you do have questions, we do have, we started doing digital products. We talked about that a couple months ago. We have one that's out. I have a second one that I'm trying to get wrapped up. My wife keeps telling me I've got to do this, this, and this, but um, things have been really busy. So it's kind of hard to to take care of this stuff. This podcast is uh, typically um, beyond like our big mold mitigation jobs. It's my number one priority. I have a lot of you listeners that are very loyal. You listen every Monday or Tuesday uh, and hopefully you're learning a lot because that's that's my goal. So if you want one of those digital products, we only have one right now. We're working on another one. Uh, you can go to our website. Um, I'll actually put a link in this podcast uh, episode description. And I believe though, actually, I don't believe I have the digital product that's actually, you can get to it Um, on a live page. I believe it is a hidden link. For sure though, go to the description of this podcast. Also, you can always reach out to me. You can send an email to info at cnccontractorservices.com. You can say, hey Steve, you mentioned that digital product. I can't find it. I can always send you a link, but there should be a link in this description. Once again, this was episode 216. I appreciate all of you. I hope you're all doing well. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the Mold Investigation Checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free Mold Investigation Checklist today. You can also, on cnccontractorservices.com, find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.